A key injury for the commanders that might affect them more than you think. And the commanders are flexing. But this might not be all that it's cracked up to be. We'll explain now on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Come and join us. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Commanders fans, and welcome in to this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team each and every day. We are your daily, normally, podcast covering the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making us your first listen and view of the day. Now, obviously, this is our first episode in a day and a half or so. Uh, we're taking a little bit of a reduced schedule. Sunday night, Monday post game show. Hope you guys understand. Obviously, with the bye week and no media availability, um, you know, just kind of trying, trying, emphasis, try to recharge uh, the batteries a little bit. My co-host David Harrison is all for this particular episode. He will return later on this week. He is covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Commander Country. Uh, meanwhile, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst show on the Team 980 and always laugh at free on the Odyssey app, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time, on demand, along with this show, the Locked On on the Odyssey app. When we're not here or there, we're on Twitter, David at DHarrison82, me at WrestleMania61, the show. L.O. Commanders. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, so we've been, uh, since we've been last with you at MetLife Stadium, uh, again, for our post game and Monday edition this week. And again, just want to keep reminding everybody that we're on a reduced schedule. We'll be back to normal uh, next week as. The Commanders come back from the bye and prepare for the New York Giants, which we now know is on Sunday night football next weekend. That's right. The NFL officially announcing that. They could have put the game on Saturday. They could have put the game on Sunday afternoon. They could have put it in any time slot that they wanted. They chose Sunday night NBC, Sunday night football. Uh, And again, That is a good thing and a bad thing. So here's why it's a good thing. And I wanted to kind of go through this uh, with you guys, because most fans, I think, love to see their team in prime time under the lights. And I, I, first of all, it looks better. That's number one. Number two, there's something different about prime time football, right? They don't put bad teams usually Certainly not on Sunday night football. Thursday night football is a little bit different, and even Monday night football because there's no flex scheduling. On Sunday night football, there is no bad teams, or there are no bad teams, maybe outside of when the Cowboys are playing the Colts like they did last Sunday. And I wouldn't even consider the Colts to be a bad team. They're not a good team by any means, but they're not a bad team. The best teams usually – or the best matchup, or the highest ratings, 
or the biggest markets wind up on Sunday night football. It is the league's showcase weekly spot. More than Monday night, more than Thursday night, more than any other Sunday afternoon game. 425 window, of course, is always very popular. But let's be honest, the Sunday night primetime window is what everyone strives for and what generally gets the best ratings. And that means not only football, but that means award shows and so on. Okay. Uh, it's why the NBA finals always used to be on two Sunday nights, back-to-back -back weeks. Now it's just one Sunday night because the NHL generally gets one of those Sunday nights. Either way, you get the point. Sunday night, big night for TV. Here's why it's a good thing. It means you're playing, again, meaningful games in mid-December, which is of utmost importance. The Commanders will be 7-5-1 and one regardless entering that game. The Giants will either be tied at 7-5-1 and one, uh, if they lose to the Philadelphia Eagles or if they sort of do the unexpected, not the unthinkable, 8-4-1, and one, and Washington would then be trailing the Giants by a full game. It's great brand exposure, obviously, for a team with a new name, apparel, and a major, major, major negative perception around the country and, quite honestly, around the world. If they're looking to increase their brand exposure, if they're looking to sell more uniforms or jerseys or paraphernalia or install commanders in the mind, so on and so forth, you want to be on the biggest stage, right? They weren't allowed to be on Thanksgiving this year. The NFL wouldn't let them. They normally have that spot on Thanksgiving Day against the Cowboys in Dallas. 40 million people or so watched that game. They weren't able to get that game. They would tell you something different. I would tell you they wanted that game, and they were not given that game by the NFL. I think I know the reason why. One of the reasons is because of market size and because when you can grab the New York market and the New York teams are engaged and good, like the Giants were on Thanksgiving Day and like the Giants will be next Sunday, that makes obvious sense, right? The NFL wants the biggest possible audience and the New York market is the number one market in the entire world, right? It, it just makes all the sense in the world. Here's another reason why it's a good thing uh, for the commanders, for the NFL, for Ron Rivera. Listen, it's exposure to potential free agents. If you play well, if there's a raucous atmosphere, uh, especially if you come away with a big win, people want to be a part of that. People start to go, oh, well, maybe Washington's not such a bad place to go. Or maybe I don't need every last penny to go to Washington. Maybe a free agent becomes available. Odell Beckham Jr. I'm just teasing. But you get the point. It changes the perception. It changes how teams and stadiums and organizations are viewed. Now, it really, really, really helps if you win. But even if it's a great atmosphere and a great stage, people watching the game around the league go, oh, okay. Well, that's different than the buzz. That's different than what I hear. Plus, fans can tailgate longer and better. Here's what I think I'm going to do. I think I'm going to get out to the stadium early on Sunday afternoon, and I'm going to tailgate. I won't drink, of course, 
alcohol. I'll drink plenty of diet soda, but I'm going to eat good in the neighborhood, probably with my guy, Tailgate Ted. Here's why it's a bad thing. Everything else. (laughs) And listen, I I mean, I'm known as Mr. Negative when it comes to this stuff. I hate the scheduling thing. Uh, It's one shorter day to prepare, rest, heal for San Francisco on Christmas Eve. You know, with a long road trip, 3,000 plus miles, because the game was not only flexed on to Sunday as opposed to Saturday, but into prime time. The game won't be over until 1130 Sunday night. Ron Rivera was clearly not thrilled about the quick turnaround from next Sunday to Saturday. And you say, well, so what? You're on a bye week. You're not paying attention. Guys have one day less and really less than that, more than that, I should say, to heal and get ready for Christmas Eve and for a very important game. If you don't think that matters, you're not paying attention. It's as simple as that. So Ron Rivera was not thrilled about it. Jonathan Allen talked about how long of a commute it is after any home game, but especially a night game on a short week. You know what? He's not wrong. It's going to take the players two, two and a half hours to get home back to the Ashburn area. It just is because they leave less than an hour after the game. The parking lots and the traffic is still going to be a nightmare at that point. Uh, My friend and former command, uh, well, Washington, former team name, uh, offensive tackle, Tyler Columbus, who now does media out in Denver and uh, joined me on my radio show, said, Uh, When we asked him, Pete Medhurst and I, you can listen to the whole interview on the Odyssey app. Just go to the Team 980 uh, and Russell and Medhurst. He pointed out, look, every home game feels like a road game at FedEx Field because of the commute back to from Landover, Maryland to Ashburn or the Ashburn area, again, with all that traffic. And he's right, because when we used to travel When I used to travel with the team, and they still do it this way, they fly in and out of Dulles. You get back to Dulles, private entry, private exit. You hop on the charter buses, which are right there on the tarmac. You're back to the facility in 10 minutes. It's that simple. It's way, 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 way different. Now, a long road trip is a long road trip, but it's a lot easier to do that than driving home or you know, having somebody even drive you and sitting in a car for two, two and a half hours. Not everybody has somebody to drive them back to where they live. Just saying, just pointing out, it's still a lot to deal with. All right, coming up, a really tough injury situation for the commanders that will have a major impact and won't be solved after the buy. But first, guys, this episode is brought to you by our friends, at LinkedIn and LinkedIn Jobs. That's right, LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire is a high-stake wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain to get the very best candidates to get them as quickly as available and to hire them. And you can do it with LinkedIn Jobs faster and for free. I wish I had it when I was running my small business for SI, what David is doing uh, now, only I was the boss. (laughs) Uh, Here's what you're going to do. Add your job that you want to hire for, then the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to say you are open for business. Then you're going to get the best candidates because they're going to give you simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to get the right candidates at the right time and to interview them and hire them. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one 
in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're also brought to you by our friends at Turo. That's right, Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. And if you're lucky, they might just bring you your car. Browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget. The holidays are coming up. You might have family in town. You might be going on a Christmas road trip, what have you. Uh, maybe a pickup truck for some errands that you have to run or even test drive an EV. Every trip is backed by liability insurance terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo. That's T-U-R-O, Turo.com. All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell. Again, David Harrison will return on another episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast during our bye week. Thank you for making us your first listen and watch of the day. For your second listen and watch, check out Locked On Sports today from the biggest games, the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and the box score and get local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's available on this app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's the big injury um, that not many are thinking about and even Tyler Larson, the team's fourth center of the year, has a reported dislocated kneecap, according to Ben Standing of The Athletic and Odyssey DC. He could miss the rest of the season, and that's a potential disaster for the commanders. Just going to say. Larson replaced Nick Martin, brother of um, Zach Martin with the Cowboys, uh, not Wes Martin, who's still hanging around on the practice squad. He did replace Wes Schweitzer, did Nick Martin. So Larson, Nick Martin, Wes Schweitzer, who took over for Chase Rulia. You still with me? Four centers. Martin took over in overtime last Sunday uh, at MetLife Stadium, but has had all sorts of problems with snaps. He's not known to be a good run blocker uh, throughout his career. He is better known in, in, in better in past. Pass protection, quite honestly, wasn't very good in either, in, in anybody's opinion, run or pass blocking. So they've got some work to do to get him ready. Now, maybe it's because he just walked in off the street and he'll know the system a lot better and he has less to think about. Who knows? The center is the most cerebral position uh, on the offensive line. So at least he's been here for six, seven weeks. So, um, I mean, maybe that'll help. Schweitzer's back, so the plan could be to have him go back at center the problem is because both Trey Turner and, of course, Sam Cosby, who's hurt every other snap, are both banged up, he might have to play guard, right guard, meaning Schweitzer, unless one or the both of those guys comes back next Sunday night, or they could go with Sadiq Charles, uh, who seems to be on the back of a milk carton these days. Uh, either way, the number one dilemma for this team after the bye is this situation. Combined with right guard, you have your center and right guard. That obviously hurts you on duo, on power runs, on gap runs, on all of that. And it helps you in terms, uh, hurts you theoretically in terms of uh, outside zone because you want your offensive linemen uh, working cut down blocks, working backside blocks, right? And moving in concert. 
And also, of course, pass protection. And what about snaps? Again, how many bad snaps did we see earlier this year? And that was from Schweitzer. That was from Martin. That really wasn't from Tyler Larson. I think Tyler Larson had like one bad snap. Really wasn't from Chase Roulier in the game plus that he played. And he's, again, expected out for the rest of the season. Especially against some really tough defenses coming up. The Giants and their talented front, you saw what they did. Uh, for the most part, pass rush-wise, and they're only going to be better. Kayvon Thibodeau, Ojolari, uh, Leonard Williams, probably back. We don't know this far in advance. Uh, and Dexter Lawrence. The Giants, then San Francisco, and their vicious defense on the night before Christmas. And then Cleveland, and uh, obviously they have a pretty good pass rush, right, uh, with some of their guys. And then Dallas, assuming that Dallas needs that game. Now, if Dallas doesn't need that game and they can't change their positioning, maybe you get a break, no Micah Parsons, no Demarcus Lawrence, that type of thing. Uh, either way, going to be a really big situation for us to monitor. Uh, congratulations to Charles Leno. He was chosen as the team's Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner and will await word the night before the Super Bowl and NFL honors to see if he beats out the 31 other team winners. He has not missed a single snap for the Commanders in almost two years and hasn't missed a game since his rookie season in 2014, which is amazing considering how, again, hurt and banged up Sam Cosme constantly is, uh, you know, how Chase Roulier's missed much of the last two years. I mean, it's just astonishing. Knock on wood that he doesn't get hurt because he is the rock on that offensive line. He hasn't missed a snap, a snap overall since 2018. And that was the year he played 99% of the snaps. Matter of fact, in six out of the last seven years, he's played every game Every snap, every game, every snap. Think about that. It's incredible for a left tackle and played at a higher level. I mean, he's not elite Trent Williams elite, but he's pretty darn good. He was released by the Bears stupidly in May of 2021, snapped up by the Commanders 10 days later by Ron and his crew, a former seventh round pick. And think about this. Commanders are getting excellent contributions from James Smith Williams Cam Curl and Charles Leno, three, three former seventh round picks and two by this particular staff. And Leno was signed by this staff. He wasn't drafted. He wasn't developed by this staff, but he was signed and then re-signed by this staff. Think about that. Pretty incredible, huh? All right, coming up, we're wrapping up the show with a quick look at Pro Bowl voting for whatever that's worth. Not much and where the commander's players rank and a thought about the quarterback situation looking ahead. But first, guys, this episode is brought to you by Audible. That's right. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we're sure you're going to love. That's why you'll be able to find Block Forever available as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL right now. Block Forever is a brand new podcast featuring former NFL All-Pro offensive lineman Ryan Khalil and Audible. He gives you an inside look at the game through the eyes of uh, the one of the great offensive linemen and personalities of all time. You'll hear Christian McCaffrey talk about his love and hate relationship with fantasy football, Juju Smith-Schuster, and more. New episodes 
I should say, uh, recorded and released every week ahead of Thursday night football. Head on over to Locked On NFL for a sneak peek of Lock Forever. Or catch the full series available anywhere you get your podcast of it available now at Audible. Get in the game. And we're also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. All right, Bet Online, as you know, is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. I told you last week that I bet all 14, I think it was, favorites and all 14 underdogs in a massive parlay bet. I put a couple of dollars down on each, and of course, I lost. Not a surprise. It's kind of like trying to win. You something like that, or you can do any permutation, any team parlay, any game parlay, props, in-game score, all sorts of different things that you can do on bet online. And guess what, guys? You don't have to necessarily be in a certain state if you smell what the rooster is cooking. Get the latest odds and trends for every a professional and amateur league out there. Of course, college football playoff coming up. Games, NBA, you got hockey, soccer, you know the big tournament wrapping up. You've got it covered if you go to Bet Online. Go to Bet Online now where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Locked On Commanders podcast again. David will be back with an episode before the week is out as we work our reduced schedule this week. We'll be back full throttle uh, next week as the Commanders return to practice. Pro Bowl fan voting whatever this is worth, and it's only worth 33% of the vote. Uh, the Pro Bowl, again, is is literally just a bunch of video games now or, or, or freeze tag or whatever they're doing. It's really about the honor, if you will, as opposed to what they actually do. And it's a free vacation. Uh, I believe in Las Vegas is where they're going to do it every year. Uh, Tressway, second among punters. Cameron Cheeseman, the long snapper for the Washington Commanders, third. Among long snappers, Jonathan Allen, sixth among defensive tackles. That's disappointing for me. Terry McLaurin, seventh among receivers. That might be disappointing, but understandable. Deron Payne, ninth among defensive tackles. Again, disappointing. Montez Sweat, tenth among defensive ends. That one doesn't surprise me as much because I don't think anybody realizes how good of a pass rusher Montez Sweat is. And don't forget, for whatever it's worth, he did not have a sack until week five. And then he's turned it on, obviously, here uh, over the last several weeks. Quick thought on the quarterback situation uh, as we're in the midst of this buy. Ron Rivera, of course, was asked you know, on Monday earlier this week about uh, the temptation to go back to Carson Wentz or if there's any temptation, he said basically not necessarily, but he didn't put it out. And he didn't say Taylor Heineke is the starter for good. As a matter of fact, he walked back everything that he allegedly said to other insiders um, immediately after he said that and after Taylor Heineke was crying uh, on uh, the road after the Houston win. He's trying really hard not to commit to Taylor Heineke publicly, uh, and I believe also privately. But he doesn't exactly give him the total support that some coaches will give to their starting quarterback. I was reminded of this on uh, Wednesday that Jay Gruden in 2015, when Robert Griffin III got hurt but was going to come back, he said, nope, I can go Colt McCoy, I can go Robert, I can keep this open. Kirk Cousins is our quarterback. It was the best decision Jay Gruden ever made. Ron Rivera has not said that. Exactly. He said it's 
game to game. It's a we'll see. It's a now remember, Carson Wentz has practiced for a couple of weeks now, but still hasn't been officially activated to the 53. I believe they have to do that by early next week. So it hasn't even really been a thing. Sam Howell has been in uniform as the backup quarterback the last two weeks. But Ron did say, basically, that Carson would be the backup when Carson was ready. The question is, that will come against probably the Giants next Sunday night. The question is, is whether Carson Wentz will get into that game because of injury or because of poor performance or whether that will be his only game as the backup quarterback. One final note, Jane Slater of NFL Network and others uh, mentioning that Odell Beckham Jr. probably not going to sign with the Cowboys, maybe not right away, maybe down the line. Apparently they have, as well they should, serious concerns about his ability to play this season. Uh, they did not um, basically uh, get him to run routes and, and, and cut. Uh, they're kind of forced to evaluate tape, which doesn't really do any good workouts, that type of thing. Remember, he blew out his knee. That's the second time he blew out his knee in mid-February, right? So while we wait for Chase Young, you know, we also realize it's early December and that injury happened less than 10 months ago. So nobody should really be surprised by that. But with the Cowboys coming to FedEx Field on the weekend of January 7th and 8th, this might be a good thing for the commanders. Why deal with Odell? Why have Odell be a potential worry spot or make other guys like CD lamb and others better. If you don't have to, so that's how this affects the Washington commanders. All right. We want to thank you guys again for making the lockdown commanders podcast, your first listen and view of the day. Come on back for the next episode. Again, David will have you covered at the end of the week, and then we'll be back full on schedule next week. Check out locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes, local experts and insides only locked on can provide locked on sports today. The Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Get uh, if you want to hop in, you can 301 615 3577. 301 615 3577. Again, for us to the Kenders fans, thanks again for joining us. We're free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day for David Harrison, cover the Washington Commanders, Fresside.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Matt Hurst Show on the Team 980 Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time or anytime on demand, always live and free on the Odyssey app along with this particular podcast. And we are with you right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast.